Hello and welcome to episode 304 of Retro Encounter, RPG Fan's weekly podcast of many topics. I'm Mike Solosi, and listeners, it's time. We're doing it again. For the fourth time, RPG Fan's Retro Encounter is doing a quiz show. This is the fourth quiz show, and we have four brand new contestants here to try and win nothing but clout and the and a championship belt that doesn't really exist. But uh, before we go into the questions and the trivia, let's introduce our contestants, starting with Jono Logan. Hello, everyone. Hey, Mike. Thanks for having me on. You're welcome, Jono. And Wes Eilif. Hey, everybody. Super excited to show my skills, or lack thereof. Uh, I guess we'll find out. Indeed, we will, Wes. Uh, Jono and Wes, as you know, and as our listeners probably know, this is going to be the same format as the previous quiz shows. We have four total contestants. Uh, these uh, Jono and Wes compete in round one. Two others will compete in round two. And then the winner of rounds one and two will compete in the final. It's 20 questions per round, and all questions are directed questions. So there's no buzzer races, no, uh, no calling out your name to answer. And I will try to be very clear about whose question it is and what and uh, what your availability is for things like bounce backs and uh, and steals. I also uh, will be keeping score and try to be very transparent over what the scores are and how much points or everything is worth. I'm gonna do my best, but I'm I'm not perfect, so we'll we'll see. Um, oh, Mike, you, you aren't the one who's gonna come off badly in this at all. <laughs> all <right>. Exactly. <laughs> We'll see. I, I am trying to make the questions difficulty reasonable, but the, the final round will be a little bit trickier than the previous two. Uh, Jono or Wes, do you have any questions for me? I think I'm pretty good. You're going to ask us questions. We respond to the questions with a possible right or wrong answer, and that's it. Yeah, seems straightforward to me. Yeah, our, our listeners get to figure out who actually is qualified to hold these positions. And the answer for me is definitely not. This is a high-risk scenario for us, isn't it? Oh, oh yeah. yeah, and uh, I, I guarantee that listeners of all skill levels will be uh, frustrated when something they know uh, gets ghosted, and you know, uh, feeling much less strongly about when there's a question that they don't know in general. But that's just the nature of quiz shows. I mean, I mean, who watches Jeopardy without you know yelling at the TV when something they know gets blanked? It basically everyone. But uh, I think we're about ready to go. Um, uh, before we start, I decided to, you know, theme these rounds a little bit. Um, Jono and Wes, I hope that you, you know, uh, remember your zoology and ecology classes because uh, this round will be heavily about animals. It, for part one, the category is animal companions. I am going to describe fr- uh, animal party members or friendly animals from various RPGs and you name the game. The answer, answer will always be a game and not something like a character name. Um, are we ready to go? You bet. Absolutely. All right, Jano, your first question. <clears throat> mm-hmm. There are multiple canines named Dogmeat in a certain series of computer RPGs, but in which one of them is Dogmeat recruited at either in a scrapyard near the shore of the Potomac River or in the ruins of the National Mall? Fallout 3. Correct. Wes, your first question. In this 2010 JRPG, your first quest is to kill sheep for mutton. In this post-apocalypse, the landscape is littered with sheep for sustenance and wild boars that can be used for fast travel once you defeat a wild boar in battle and obtain the boar tusk. Uh, near or possibly near replicant? Near replicant or near gestalt are both correct. 
So this is a great start. I, I don't know. I don't know that yeah. we've ever had people get the first two questions right. I'm 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 excited. Yeah, I'm blasting I, off. High five across the across <laughs> the internet. Yeah. All, All right. right. Now let's let the self esteem drop a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> Jono, your second question. In Eclamata, the final dungeon of Chapter 2 in this Super Nintendo RPG, you have a long conversation about survival with a friendly mountain goat who watched her partner die in front of you a short time earlier. Oh, there goes my self-esteem. There it goes, right down the hill. I have no idea, Mike. All right, Wes, can you steal? No, I cannot. <laughs> All right, this is an old retro encounter episode for the OGs out there. The answer is Terranigma. I should know that, but I didn't. Oh, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's Eclamata's- been a hot minute. Eklamata is the, uh, it's like the Himalayan mountains dungeon at the end of chapter two, right? How am I supposed to know about Terranigma? I'm not European. <laughs> <laughs> because you obviously downloaded the uh, virtual console version on the Wii 10 years ago. Shh. No, it's, okay. uh, yeah. That's definitely how. <laughs> okay, Wes, your second question. Ricky the Punching Kangaroo, Moosh the Flying Bear, and Dimitri the Swimming Dodongo are three animal buddies you meet in a number of games from the year 2000. Your recruitment choice affects the game's world map. Name one of those two games. I need Oof. an answer, Wes. Yeah, it's not happening. <laughs> okay, Jono, can you steal? Oracle of Seasons or Oracle of Ages? Either one is fine, and that is a point for Jono. Oof, that hurts. Mm-hmm. Yep, good old Zelda. Unfortunately, I... not my fort. Hopefully they'll re-release them or they'll come out with even like remasters. That'd be amazing. I wouldn't mind that. Um, you can get them on 3DS, which is how I uh, replayed them a couple years ago. But uh, but uh, I mean, they did say that the Switch is getting Game Boy games um, in its virtual console yeah. approximation thing. So, so th- those would be both great candidates. Yeah, I, think, I think they should probably let Capcom make more Zelda games. They do a good job. Yeah, they, they did three and all three of them were bangers. But anyway, um, speaking of three, uh, Jono is your third question. <clears throat> okay. In this 2004 PS2 RPG, your intelligent wolf ally Blanca can learn new techniques by defeating other wolves and stealing their territory all over the world in a side quest called Wolf Bout. The final boss of Wolf Bout is Blanca's grandfather. Not, don't have it. Wes, can you steal? Shadow Hearts Covenant. That is correct. Favorite game of all time. Oh, for real? Absolutely. I mean, that, that game rules. <laughs> so I'm, 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 glad that, I'm glad that you got to use that, put that knowledge to the test. Fantastic, makes, Wes. Makes me happy. Actually, I'm kind of glad I got it wrong because you got to say that with such enthusiasm and happiness. It was I was so excited to hear about it. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it's Shadow Hearts 2 in Japanese, so I also would have accepted that. But anyway, uh, Wes, you still have one more question in this round. <clears throat> Gundam Tanaka, one of the 16 main characters of this multi-platform visual novel, was a legendary trainer of animals in his middle school days and takes care of four trained battle hamsters called the Dark Devas of Destruction. Oh, yeah. Um, uh, I want to say that's Danganronpa. I might be way wrong. Uh, uh, incorrect. Uh, Jono, <laughs> Jono, can you steal? No, nope, don't got it. I'm sorry, Wes. It's Danganronpa 2. Oh, they're so conflated in my head. Damn it. So close. I, I almost said Danganronpa 2 as a joke. Darn it. Yeah. There's, no, there's no penalty for guessing in this game, so you totally should have jumped on it. So, all right. Uh, with apologies um, to uh, Danganronpa fans out there, the score after uh, in the first round is two to two. I could not be happier about this. And uh, maybe maybe this next round will be a little easier because it's multiple choice. We are bringing back um, the this, that, or the other round, America's second favorite round. Uh, and I said that this was going to be an animal-heavy um, episode, didn't I? This yes. one is called Monster Mash. I am going to tell you the name of a monster. 
from an RPG. And you and the, and that monster will fit one of three categories. You tell me the category. Your three categories are Pokemon, Monster Hunter, or Monster Rancher. So tell me if the monster is from Pokemon, Monster Hunter, or Monster Rancher. And there are no steals this round because a steal would basically turn a, a three-option multiple choice to a two-option multiple choice, which is a little unfair. Mm. This is the this is the round where you just guess wildly, just in case. Yep. Yes. And we have had we one time we had some we had uh, our pair guess all eight in the this that and the other, and one time where the pairs got only one out of eight in this that and the other. So I'm eager to see how this plays out. And uh, Wes, we're gonna have you go first this round instead of Jono. Are we ready? Absolutely. Yep. Check. Okay, Wes, your first question: Lagombi, first monster, I should say. Uh, monster hunter. That's correct. Lagombi is a big, fluffy bunny rabbit that throws ice blocks at you. It's, 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 it's more intimidating than I'm making it sound. Yeah, surprisingly intimidating. Jono, your first one. Marincho. Monster Rancher. Correct. Nice. <laughs> Marincho is a little, uh, it's a little slug or bug looking guy who lives inside a beach ball like a hermit crab. It's very yeah. cute. That was a random throw from like halfway down the court that went in the net. So, okay. <laughs> it, it, it counts in my book. Wes, Brickadee. Monster Rancher? Also correct. Yes. Brickadee, I, I believe, is a, it looks like a bird made, made out of bricks. But I, I do not remember that from my brief stint with Monster Rancher 20 years ago. <laughs> Agreed. Yeah, it really was 20 years ago. Jeez. But anyway, uh, Jono, your second one. Lycanroc. Pokemon? Correct. Lycanroc is a rock elemental wolf Pokemon from uh, Sun and Moon. And I, th- I think it was it features in the final battle in that uh, in the anime where where Ash fi- or Ash finally wins a a tournament. <laughs> I guess it's pretty easy. It's just like is the nose is the question is the name right on the nose? And if so, Pokemon probably. <laughs> you know, I, I I thought about maybe putting in Digimon here, but because every Digimon ends in Mon, that would have been a little too easy. <laughs> okay, Westmon, uh, your third one. <laughs> Mien Shao. Pokemon. That is correct. Mian Chao is one of my favorites from Black and White. It's a Kung Fu weasel. <laughs> two very young kids is really paying off right now. They've quizzed <laughs> me for the last two years. Oh, wow. All right. <laughs> uh, so far, we're five for five. Let's see if Jono can continue it. Jono, Kezu. Monster Hunter. That is correct. Kezu is one of my least favorite monsters of all time. <laughs> It is an ugly mofo with uh, electricity powers from Gen 2. Wes, Bastiodon. Uh, Monster Hunter? That's Pokemon. That's Pokemon. Oh, yep. no. It is, a, uh, it is a fossil shield dinosaur, sort of. I broke. I broke the chain. My kids well, are going to be so disappointed. Well, let's see if uh, Jono is going to make it seven or six out of eight. Jono, <laughs> mm-hmm. Tetranodon. I'm going to say Rancher. It's Monster Hunter. Ah, darn it. Tetranodon is a sumo platypus frog thing that I love dearly from Monster Hunter Rise. And I am continued to be thrilled in this in uh, what we have so far. We are still tied, but the score is Jono with five and Wes also with five. Oh, my goodness. Wes, I, 
I'm very happy with how we're doing. <laughs> I'm, I'm so excited right now. This is great. Each, <laughs> each of you is each of you is basically uh, missed one question in each round. This is a this is a high scoring barn burner. But let's see if we can make those scores spike dramatically. Okay. I will double your points if you get the next question. Um, before we recorded, I asked each of you for a special category that you wanted a that you wanted a round in, and basically playing to your specialties. And Jono. You said adventure games. So if you get this adventure game question right, I will give you five more points immediately. Okay. And there are no steals on this. Apologies to Wes. So your adventure game question, Jono. Mm -hmm. In 1994's Are You Afraid of the Dark? The Tale of Orpheo's Curse, what item can be found in the balcony seating area to obtain Orpheo's cape? Absolutely no idea. I'm going to guess a screwdriver. (laughs) It's the opera glasses. Huh, I thought that was an easy one. Come on, man. Easy <laughs> cruelty. cruelty. Cruelty on this oh, podcast. I am, I am positive right now. Hillary is listening to this, just shaking her head, being like, I thought you were my compatriot in adventure games, Jono. What happened? <laughs> and Wes, you're, uh, when I asked you the same question, you said obscure PS2 RPGs or little known PS2 RPGs. So I went with the Black Sheep of the Tales of series, Tales of Legendia. So, Wes, in Tales of Legendia, which one of Senel Coolidge's techniques is the only throw heiress that works on the game's final boss? Oh, no. Oh, yes. Oh, no. Um, I need an answer. I got nothing. I don't, I don't know a single <laughs> The answer is killing time. So, yeah, yeah, I was never going to get that. <laughs> I, uh, weird. It's like I deliberately went with crazy hard questions for when you guys were expecting bonus points. Hmm, weird how that works out. Utterly, utterly unexpected. I had no idea this was going to happen. Heavens. <laughs> All right. But uh, you guys are tied, still tied at five points going into the final round. Uh, and this time the points are doubled. Each p- question is worth two points, both for the, uh, getting it on the first try and on the steal. And um, this round is called Bad Guys by the Numbers. I uh, In a lot of RPGs and, and other media, you'll have like groups of opponents that have like a weird number system attached, like how a lot of Pokemon games have the Elite Four and how a couple of Final Fantasy games have the Four Fiends. Uh, so I basically am answering, answering questions about groups of enemies like that. The answer is always going to be a game, so you don't have to identify the, you know, the the, the six bad mofos or, or whatever, um, or any character names. The answer will always be a game, but they are all about numbered groups of enemies. Do we, uh, are we ready to go? Absolutely. Yep. All right. And we're going to switch it around again and have Jono's questions first once again. Okay. So, uh, Jono, question one. The ten wise men are dastardly architects of the destruction of the universe in this PlayStation RPG, but started out as artificial superhumans created to defend their homeworld. Their leader is named Gabriel, but in the game's first English translation, he was called Indalesio. No idea. Wes, can you steal? I cannot. And I will be ashamed, I am sure. The answer is Star Ocean 2, the second story. I've only played the first one. Star Ocean 2 is good. It's, it's probably my favorite of the Star's Ocean, I think. <laughs> it's really solid, but it has been an age since I played that one. Yeah, it's Indelacio is actually a, 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 a he's he's a, a bad boy of a final boss, especially if you like and there's a harder version of him that you that you unlock under certain conditions. Well, let's not talk about him anymore. Uh, Wes, it is your turn for your first question of the round. <clears throat> 
In this Game Boy Advance RPG, the Black Fang is an elite mercenary group led by Brendan Reed and his lieutenants Linus, Lloyd, Ursula, and Jafar, collectively called the Four Fangs. Jafar can be recruited into your team, while the other three are bosses present in the final battle. I'm just going to throw out Fire Emblem. That's two points for Wes. Yes! That that distant two-decade-old memory finally paying off. Nice. I also would have accepted Fire Emblem the Blazing Blade or Fire Emblem 7, but it was localized in North America as Fire Emblem because it was the first game in the series to be released. Wild for such an, such an aged series. Yeah, I think that the first Fire Emblem was 1990, and this, this one, the, the first one that, the, that North America got was 2002 or 2003. So yeah, it took him a while. It, it took, you know, two older Fire Emblem characters in Smash Brothers before they even thought about it. But all right, <clears throat> Jono, mm-hmm. question number two of the, fi- of the, third, of the final round. Mm-hmm. The six god generals are an eccentric group of knights ostensibly fighting for the religious order of Lorelei in this PlayStation 2 RPG. One of them, Ash the Bloody, has an uncanny resemblance to the game's main character. Nah, don't got it. Wes, can you steal? That is Tales of the Abyss. That is correct. Okay, Wes looking pretty good in round three. Let's see if you can continue it. Your second question. The Diace gentlemen are elite senior students at Evil Academy, each of them so unusual and elusive that many students believe them to be urban legends. They can be recruited into your party in this PlayStation 3 RPG, but you need to start a new game plus at least nine times to find all ten. Excuse me. Well, Jono, that one's all yours. Jono, can you steal? Uh, hmm, I'm going to say Breath of Fire 4. That's incorrect. The answer is Disgaea 3. Mm, I was going by number of restarts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think you're only allowed to get one per playthrough, so you have to restart to get each one. I think it's been a long time since I played Disgaea 3. You know, that but, sounded uh, so Disgaea, but I wasn't yeah. going to be able to pinpoint a number <laughs> on PS3. <laughs> and D3 is the one that is added, that takes place in a demon school. So that, that was the other context clue there. Anyway, Jono, your uh, last direct question of the round. Okay. Murdaugh, Jamiris, Gracos, and Duran are the four dread fiends, generals of the Archfiend who intends to conquer the two worlds of this Super Famicom RPG. Murdaugh defeats the main character's party in the game's prologue, inflicting all of them with amnesia. No idea. Wow. Wes, can you steal? I don't think so. I'm a little surprised. The answer is Dragon Quest VI. How did I not? Realms of Revelation. Yeah. Yeah, that's embarrassing for me. Yeah, I'm pretty embarrassed by that, too. Oh. DQ6 is a good one. Uh, but uh, and, and Wes, we were on a DQ6, uh, Dragon Quest, uh, not 6, but a, a Dragon Quest general but, episode a couple months ago. Well, uh, I started my replay of 5, but didn't get to 6 yet. So. Uh, <laughs> Right. Well, someone should have been more productive. That's my <laughs> problem. That's my mistake. Five dubs come before six if my knowledge of integers continues. But speaking of numbers, we have one last question, and Wes, it is uh, going to you first. The Fated Four are a quartet of terrifying beasts threatening the villages of Kokoto, Poke, Yukumo, and Berna in this 2016 title. Each of the four uses attacks of, his, of a different element, and each village is themed after one of the four seasons of the year. Wes, I need an answer. Yeah, yeah, I don't think I can summon that one. Jono, can you steal? Nope, I cannot. That is Monster Hunter Generations, which in Japan is called Monster Hunter Cross. 
So after uh, 10 questions, I'm sorry, I should say 20 questions total, we have a final score of Wes with nine points and Jono with five points. Congratulations, Wes. Absolutely. That was was intense. Applause. (laughs) Nothing but applause for you, Wes. Your knowledge of Tales of the Abyss and Shadowheart's Covenant carried you through to the end. Uh, So it turns out you do know a thing or two about little known PS2 RPGs. Yeah, so long as I land on the right one, I'm dandy. All right, so listeners, thank you so much. This has been round one of Quiz Show 4 of RPG Fans Retro Encounter. Stay tuned for round two coming up next. And we're back. Listeners, you just heard part one of our quiz show number four, and we're here for part two to determine the other finalist for the deciding part part three. So before we get into all that, let's introduce the contestants three and four, starting with Mike Salbato. Hi, I'm Mike Salbato, editor-in-chief, sometimes podcast host. Happy to be here again. And Zach Wilkerson. Hi, I am the perpetual loser of the quiz show. Other than me, technically, Zach, you have appeared in the most quiz shows on RPG Fan. <laughs> I made it to the final round once. <laughs> well, here you have a chance to make the final round a second time and possibly become uh, the eventual champion because we are in the middle round of our best of our, uh, not really best of three, out of our sort of mini tournament arc that we do for these quiz shows. Uh, Mike and Zach, you both have been on previous ones, so you basically know how it goes. Uh, these will, will be entirely directed questions. I will try to do my best to say the name of each of you before I give you a question. And if that person gets it wrong, I will say the name of the other person, uh, a.k.a. Mike, that was incorrect. Zach, can you steal uh, to you know, make sure that exactly whether it's your turn to talk or not? And uh, there are steals for some of these questions, but when you get a question for the first time, you have about five seconds to answer. And on a steal, you only have one or two seconds to answer because you had all that time to think about it already while the first person was deliberating. Um, But I will explain the nature of each round as we get to them. Uh, Do we have any questions? Nope, I'm good. Nothing for me. All right, sounds good. Uh, Now, listeners, you might have noticed an unusual number of animal questions in the first round. I had people deciding whether something was a Pokemon monster or a Monster Hunter monster and asking about animal companions. This time, we're going to be much more focused on people than animals for this uh, for this round. And part round one of round two. Let's see. Let's say let's say round one of game two is called Critical Race Theory. (laughs) I just got a a, (laughs) right. <laughs> I know you're an educator, Zach, so maybe that is extra funny. Uh, especially as an English educator, yes. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm going to describe a race of people uh, that is particular to a certain RPG or series of RPGs, and you name the game. Uh, and again, it, uh, all these questions are worth one point. So, uh, Mike, your first question. In a certain series of CRPGs, there is a horned race of people called Kunari who are very tall and resemble a traditional Western depiction of demons. In which of these games does a fleet of Kunari warriors led by an Arishak chieftain become stranded in the village of Kirkwall? Boy, I was really hoping you were going to list off the games when you said each of these games. Um, yeah, yeah, I, I, uh, I don't know that one. <laughs> All right, Zach, can you steal? Uh, sure can't. The series was Dragon Age, and the game is Dragon Age 2. Oh, dear. Okay. Fabulous start. Uh, Zach, your first question. (laughs) In a different series of CRPGs, a race of aquatic people called Aumawa populate the islands and coastline of the world of Aora. 
Aumawa are tall, muscular, and have teeth resembling those of a shark. In this particular game, recruitable Aumawa include the chanter Kanarua and the barbarian Maneha. When you say CRPG, the answer is I don't know. So I don't know. <laughs> All right. Mike, can you steal? Um, only if it's Divinity Original Sin. It isn't. It is Pillars of Eternity. Gotcha. I, I was sort of on the right track there. You were. Yeah, yeah sort of. <laughs> uh, but fortunately for both of you, the next four questions are all JRPGs. Okay. Mike, question number two for you. This 2005 DS prequel depicts a world where humans and beastmen are at odds, with the beast woman Gabrielle believing that the two races should learn to live in harmony, and the beastman Rufus fighting enthusiastically as part of the beastman army. Eventually, a party of humans and beastmen team up to defeat the Vile Tribe. Oh, Vile Tribe. Vile Tribe? I need I need an answer, Mike. Yeah. It, that's not um, Lunar Silver Star Harmony, is it? That is incorrect. Zach, can you steal? It is a Lunar, but it's Dragon Song. Lunar <sighs> Dragon Song is correct. Got my handheld Lunars mixed up. <laughs> All right. Yep. Zach, your second question. The cat-like Warren are a warlike race that are often fighters or mercenaries, and in this Super Nintendo title, the feisty cat is perhaps your quickest and hardest-hitting party member with the right shaman build. Another Warren, Taiga, wishes to marry Cat, but she is much less interested in that partnership. Breath of Fire 2. That's correct. So, Zach, off the mark. And we have one more question for each of you in this round, starting with Mike's. The Gria, or maybe Gria, an all-female race with horns and wings resembling those of dragons, are only able to use the Hunter, Ravager, and Geomancer common jobs along with their unique Raptor job. They only appear on the continent of Jyland, and only in this DS game within a long-running series of JRPGs. Ooh. Is it Final Fantasy Tactics Advance? No, I can't give it to you. Zach, can you steal? <laughs> it's okay. advanced too. <laughs> it, it is. It's Final Fantasy Tactics A2, Grimoire of the, Whiff, of the Rift. I'm sorry, Mike. <laughs> no, no. You know what? As I was saying it, I'm like, I bet you he picked the sequel just to throw me off. I said, Well, I did say DS game, so, and you said advance. Oh, that's true. <laughs> All right. Zach, your third question in the last of the round. In this PlayStation RPG, the Wiggly people are a silver-haired race with retractable shimmering wings and have been hiding from humans, excuse me, hiding from humans for centuries, following a brutal defeat in the Dragon Campaign Wars centuries earlier. A Wiggly named Meru joins your party while a vengeful Wiggly named Lennis is the last boss of chapter 2. Do can we lose points here? No, we cannot. Valkyrie profile? Incorrect. Mike, can you steal? Only if it's Legend of Dragoon. It is Legend of Dragon. Ah! Oh, okay. <laughs> Point for Mike. It's been a per while. <laughs> yeah, uh, I even surprised myself writing a Dragon Song and Legend of Dragoon, Dragoon question for this round. <laughs> two, two games that I actively dislike. <laughs> but anyway, um, after, after round one of game two, the score is Zach with three points and Mike with one point. So there is plenty of time to catch up. Uh, now, this next round is a little bit easier because it's multiple choice, but uh, you, you'll, you'll have fewer opportunities to score since there are no steals. Um, it's this, that, or the other uh, with the subtitle this time, Your Man in Japan. I'm going to give you the name of a Japanese person, and you tell me if they are from a Persona video game, from a Yakuza video game, 
or if they are a real life music composer of JRPGs. <laughs> so the I'm in so the three so the three categories are are persona, yakuza, or composer. Um, we'll switch it up this time and have Zach Zach's questions read first. You have a if you randomly guess, you have a one in three chance of getting it right, but there are no steals in this round. Are you ready, Zach? Yes. Zach, question one: Hirawaki Arai. I'm going to guess Persona. Incorrect. It's Yakuza. Okay. Mike, your first question. Genji Sasaki. Persona. That is correct. He is one of the Masked Circle characters in Persona 2 Innocent Sin. (laughs) Indeed. Okay. Zach, your second question. Yuka Tsujiyoko. Composer. That's correct. She composed the first two Paper Mario games and has been on the sound team for almost every Fire Emblem game. She's one of the musical architects of Fire Emblem. Mike, your second question. Naoshi Mizuta. Composer. That's correct. He uh, worked on on multiple Final Fantasy games, including Four Heroes of Light and uh, 13-2 and 13-3. And he's the lead composer of our new favorite game, Final Fantasy Origin Stranger of Paradise. <laughs> <laughs> that was a very chaotic question. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Zach, right. your thir- uh, Zach, your third uh, name. Daisuke Nagase. Persona. Correct. He is one of the sports team bros in Persona 4. Mike, your third question. Keiji Shibusawa. Oh, um, Yakuza. Correct. He is one of the central villains of Yakuza 0. All right. Uh, last one for each of you, starting with Zax. Nanoha Mukoda. Persona. That's Yakuza. She, she is Saiko's twin sister in Yakuza oh, Like a Dragon. Oh, my gosh. I've actually played that Yakuza game. <laughs> Nanoha. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right, uh, Mike, your last one. Rikia Shimabukuro. Persona? That's Yakuza. He, I, you didn't think I would go for three Yakuza questions in a row, but you were wrong. <laughs> Who am uh, I Riki- talking to right now? <laughs> Ria, yeah, a, a born-again fan, basically. Um, uh, Rikia is uh, Kiryu's sidekick of sorts in Yakuza 3. Yeah. He, is a very, he is a very, very sweet man. So anyway, I'm going into round three. The score is Mike with four points and Zach with five points. So definitely room for either of you uh, to pull, to finish ahead. But we are going to be have extra room this time because um, uh, before we recorded, I asked each of you to tell me what your ideal dream category for this would be. And uh, we're gonna I'm gonna give you a chance to inject your scores with points uh, because each of you are getting a, a question within that category. Worth five points. Oh, no. Oh, man. So, so Mike, your category was Stardew Valley. I didn't realize you could be that specific. (laughs) Mike, how many villagers in town are capable of receiving gifts? (laughs) 14. It's 34. And Zach, uh, when you gave me your uh, response a few days ago, you uh, asked for a Suikoden question. And your question is, during the liberation of Green Hill, the party is attacked by a bone dragon summoned by Uber. How much HP does the bone dragon have? <laughs> oh, man. 10,000. 
You're pretty close. It's 8,900. So darn, huh? Closer than me. Yeah, there's there's 10 points, five each, sitting there on the table, and neither of you went for them. That's odd. (laughs) That was cruel and brilliant. Well done, Mike. (laughs) Thank you, thank you. I do my best. Um, Anyway, uh, round three is uh, similar to the first round. Each of you will have three questions, and steals are allowed this round with uh, two specific changes. First of all, the points are doubled. Every question is worth two points. And second, the theme is... In honor of the dearly departed Alex Trebek, potent potables. Oh my uh, god! I'm gonna I am gonna describe <laughs> a beverage or potion or or drink of sorts from an RPG, and uh, you just tell me the RPG. The, the answer for every question will be a game. You don't you don't actually have to tell me the name of a drink or something. Okay. So uh, we're gonna go back to having Mike's questions read first. Um, are you ready to go? Yes. Mike, question one. In this Game Boy Advance title, the main characters must venture into Chucklehuck Woods to search for the rare Chocola Reserve, a carbonated beverage made potent by telling the steeped ingredients funny jokes every day for 1,000 years. Um, yeah, I don't know. Zach, can you steal? It's Mario and Luigi, right? Superstar Saga? That's correct. Two points to Zach. Nah, shoot. I thought it might have been a Mario game, but I wasn't sure which one. <laughs> which is a we we played for the podcast last year. Yeah. I reviewed um, it many, many years ago. My second game I reviewed for the site, so pretty recent. Oh, cool. The uh the three DS remake, I'm guessing? Yes. Gotcha. Right. Anyway, Zach, your first question. In this nineteen ninety two RPG, the chemist's job can use the mix command to perform a variety of unique moves like half elixir and smelling salts, often by mixing more common items with turtle shells, dragon fangs, or dark matter. Shining Force? Incorrect. Mike, can you steal? Shining Force 2? The answer is Final Fantasy V. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> that is not a game we've played for the podcast, but maybe I should maybe I should update the oh, doc. I got those that. pixel yeah. remasters coming yeah. out. Yeah. That's true. Yeah, that, that, would get, that would get it in people's hands. Sure would. Anyway, Mike, your second question. In order to befriend Maiko, the elementary school student at the Shrine Playground in this PS2 RPG, you first need to give her a Mad Bull energy drink and some street snacks. Fortunately, the vending machine at your dorm does carry Mad Bull. Persona 3? Two points for Mike. Yeah. I don't even remember that, unless it wasn't in Portable. I don't remember Mad Bull. um, uh, see, so she's the hanged man. Um, I think I th- it's definitely in the male route in portable. I'd have to check the list of social links for the female route. Gotcha. Okay. So, uh, but I'm, I'm not a hundred percent sure. Anyway, Zach, your second question in this PSP title, the supporting character, Olivier Lenheim drinks a grand Chardonnay 1183 that was recently sold at auction for five, for 500,000 Mira instead of the cheaper stuff he ordered at the restaurant. Uh, as a result, he reunites with a group. Excuse me. He reunites with your group at a border jail. Trials in the sky. That's correct for two points. And one question left each. Mike, for you. In this 2012 action RPG, you can find 11 legendary potions as rare drops, which can be drank every 30 seconds and grant powerful additional boons to a typical potions healing. The bottomless potion of Kool-Aid allows the player to break through walls summoned by enemies with any attack for five seconds. <laughs> Sorry, what year? 2012. Okay. Oh, nope. Nope, don't know it. Zach, can you steal? It's Diablo 3, right? It is Diablo 3. Yeah. 
And the last question of the game for you, Zach. In this 2011 title, unlocking the distillery allows the main character to carry spirits with him on his adventure, the uh, alcohol kind of spirits. <laughs> Among the equipable spirits are Squirt Cider, Ware Whiskey, Mender Mead, and Doomshine. Nope, don't know. Mike, can you steal? Torchlight? The answer is Bastion. <sighs> Haven't played it. I need to. Yeah, uh, I you know I didn't realize this until now, but we have done we have had an episode on five out of the six games in that in that round, all of them mm-hmm. except for Final Fantasy V. So <laughs> that that was unconscious on my part. But uh, I haven't played Diablo three, but the bottomless Kool Aid thing, I was like, oh yeah, <laughs> that's yeah. Diablo three. <laughs> yeah, they, they spell Kool Aid funny after after some <laughs> character in the lore. But uh, the winner of game two of quiz show four after three rounds is Zach from with the score Woo-hoo. of 11 to six. Congratulations. And thank you to both of you, Mike and Zach. Wow. Nice work, Zach. Thanks. I, you know, a blind squirrel finds it out occasionally. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, you want it, even though you didn't get the sweet in question, I specifically crafted for you. Ha, <laughs> yeah. I was pretty close. <laughs> yeah, you're only I was like, out. where is that in the game? And like, I, I played the game so many times, at least I could get close. <laughs> I was a little afraid you actually would get it. I know, you, I know you have played that game so many times. But uh, it does not matter how many times you've played any of these games because game two of Quiz Show 4 is over and round three will begin very, very shortly. And with the enticing matchup, uh, reuniting the exact same trio from the Shin Megami Tensei 3 episodes a few weeks ago. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hosted by Solosi, West versus Zach. Stay tuned. And we're back. Thanks for sticking with us for two quiz show rounds, listeners. But we have one more for you, and it's the winners of the previous two rounds going head to head to determine our fourth retro encounter quiz show champion. But who are they? Starting with the winner of round one, Wes Iliff. Hey, everybody. And the winner of round two, Zach Wilkerson. When you say winner and quiz show and my name in the same sentence, I'm confused. <laughs> uh, it's true. Zach is a veteran of our quiz shows and Wes is a relative newcomer to our quiz shows. But that doesn't matter. The previous two rounds don't matter. We're not doing one of those Jeopardy two-day things. Uh, our Rest in peace, Alex Trebek. You're both starting with zero and trying to get as many points as possible over the last 20 questions of the show. And uh, we're going to divide it into two rounds this time, so ten questions each round, and I will explain how each round goes uh, right before we start playing. And uh, listeners and contestants, if you've listened to the previous couple quiz shows, I think you already know what round one is. It's America's favorite quiz show round, high brow, low brow. <laughs> so I'm going to give you each. Uh, I'm, again, it's going to be directed questions, no buzzer races, no uh, no uh, latency dependent activity here. I'm going to give you a directed question and the first clue will not be about RPGs. And if you get the question right at the first clue, you get two points. If you get the question wrong, then you get a second clue that is about RPGs, but has the same answer as the first clue. And uh, it'll be a little bit easier. It'll be RPG-focused, and that's a topic that all three of us know something about. So uh, you'll you'll be more likely to get the question, and uh, but you will only get one point if you need the RPG clue to answer. And there are steals this round, but you only get a steal opportunity after the second clue. So, uh, I, uh, again, I'll use the same example I've used before. Uh, if the first clue is this was the name, the first name of F. Scott Fitzgerald's wife, the answer is Zelda. But if you can't get that question right, then you, a second clue might be 
this is the princess that Link is always rescuing? The, again, the answer is Zelda, but you only get one point if you need the Link clue. And you would not get the steal opportunity until the Link clue. Does it, uh, do both of you follow how this is going to work? I do. Absolutely. So that's good. Are we ready to begin the quiz? I am indeed. Let's do it. All right. So uh, again, this round is going to be 10 questions, each of you, and uh, it'll be divided onto five topics. So you'll get the, each of you will get different questions in the same topic uh, related to the first clue. And topic number one is Greek mythology. So Wes, your clue number one. In this Euripides play, Ion, the title character, is an orphan abandoned by his mortal mother, Creusa, and his father, this Olympian god. Ion's immortal absentee father refuses to acknowledge him and even asks Athena to answer the boy's questions about his parentage in his stead at the play's conclusion. I'm just going to say Zeus. That's incorrect, but that's fine. You get a Father's second. a lot of people. Yeah, oh, yeah, oh, he sure does. <laughs> um, and your second clue, which is related to RPGs. In Saga 2, a.k.a. Final Fantasy Legends 2, this generous figure gifts you a few pieces of Magi in his homeworld and later sponsors you in the Dragon Race to obtain even more Magi. At the end of the game's final dungeon, he reveals that he was using you to gather all the Magi and blackmails you in an attempt to achieve omnipotence. You found the one Final Fantasy Legend game I haven't played. Oh, no. <laughs> Zach, that's all yours. <laughs> Zach, can you steal? It's Apollo. Apollo is correct. Uh, remarkably, Ion and Final Fantasy Legend 2 may be the two most negative depictions of Apollo. Yeah, that's probably but, true. Yeah, yeah nor- normally, <laughs> fic- normally fiction is much kinder to the, towards the god of light and music and culture. But anyway, Zach, your first question in highbrow, lowbrow, also about Greek mythology. When Hera discovers that the priestess Semele is pregnant with this person following an affair with Zeus, she tricks Semele into accidentally burning to death. Zeus saves his unborn child by sewing him into his thigh and delivers his son out of his leg a few months later. Um, uh, Hercules? Uh, that's not right, but... That is incorrect, but you do have a second crack for one point. In the 2020 roguelike masterpiece Hades, boons from this god include premium vintage and strong drink for improving the effects of nectar and fountains, and drunken flourish and peer pressure for inflicting enemies with the hangover status. Dionysus. Dionysus for one point is correct. So topic number two, musical theater. And if either of you gets two points on these, I might just quit the game and give it to you right and give you the <laughs> whole title right away. You need, you, need some, you need some deep Broadway knowledge to get two points on these. So anyway, Wes, oh your first clue. This Austrian pianist and composer moved to New York in the early 1920s and found little success performing at piano clubs for decades before meeting the lyricist Al Lerner. Together with Lerner, he wrote the songs for the musicals Brigadoon, Camelot, My Fair Lady, and several others. Yeah, you might as well give me that second clue. All right, clue number two. <laughs> this prodigy swordsman was a victim of the tragedy at Hamel Village and joined the Ouroboros organization along with his girlfriend's traumatized younger brother. Nicknamed the Blade Lord, he eventually rose to the position of Enforcer number two before falling in the Legend of Heroes Trails in the Sky second chapter. Oh my goodness, this is one I should know, but that was <laughs> more than I've got. Oh my, okay. Uh, Zach, can you steal? It's Frederick, right? Frederick Lowe? Lowe is correct. Frederick, uh, Frederick Lowe, the, uh, the the musician, and Lowe, also called Leonhardt, 
in uh, one of the yeah. main enemies of Trails in the Sky. In this case, I knew the answer to the first one and not the second. Wow. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, Lerner and Lowe. They were a big deal in the in the 40s, 50s, and 60s. Yeah, my, my mom was a musical theater major, so. <laughs> Zach, you, get, you now have first crack at a musical question. In the 2006 musical Spring Awakening, set in the 1890s Germany, this ringleader of the sexually frustrated schoolboys has a lot of ideas about sex from reading books, but no practical experience. He falls in love with his childhood friend Wendla, and they lose their virginity to each other at the end of Act 1. Don't know. Don't know this one. All right, I, I think you'll know it by the second clue. This mentor figure in Chrono Trigger is somehow both a resident of Medina Village in 1000 AD and a guru of zeal in 12,000 BC. <laughs> The answer is time travel. In his life as a scholar in zeal, he designed Melchior. and built... Yeah, it is. <laughs> Melchior is correct. Okay. Uh, yeah, he, he built the mammon machine and a sword, it turns out. <laughs> so topic number three, comic books. Um, I, think, I, think, I think you'll both get some points on these. So Wes, your first clue. In the manga One Piece, this princess of Alabasta infiltrates the criminal organization Baroque Works under the alias Miss Wednesday, seeking to thwart their attempts to start a civil war in her homeland. When she returns to Alabasta, accompanied by the Straw Hat Pirates, they immediately target the infamous former pirate in control of Baroque Works, Sir Crocodile. Vivi. Vivi is correct. And <laughs> now and now I will never have to ask the question about the Final Fantasy IX Black Mage. <laughs> that, that was a safe assumption, I thought. <laughs> So, Zach, let's see if you can answer uh, another question about comic books. <clears throat> In the original George Perez Teen Titans comics, she was the central character to the Judas Contract storyline, betraying the Titans and outing herself as Deathstroke's protege. In other versions, she is the princess of a fictional European country or an extraterrestrial visitor, but her powers always include limited telekinesis and control over earthen materials. Man. Is that Starfire? Is that her name? Uh, that is incorrect. Uh, although Starfire is a member of the Teen Titans. Uh, mm. So you'll, you'll get, now here's your one point clue. The daughter of Maduin and Madonna, she was abducted from Maduin's village as a baby and raised by the Gestalian Empire, being manipulated by a device called a slave crown in her teenage years. Along with Celeste, she is one of two characters in Final Fantasy VI that can use magic without the aid of Magicite. It's Terra. Terra <laughs> is correct. Teen Titans fans out there were... Probably screaming at that first clue. <laughs> My apologies. That's not apologies. The, 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 Teen, the Teen Titans cartoon was all right, but the, the original Perez comics were dark, weird masterpieces. Anyway. Very good. Topic number four, architecture. The answer will be a famous historical building. Uh, Wes, your first clue. Built in the 12th century at the behest of Emperor Suryavarman II, the central temple of this complex depicts dozens of scenes from the Hindu epic Mahabharata. At over 400 acres, it is the largest religious structure in the world by land area. This might be wrong. Taj Mahal? That is incorrect, but you have, a one, you have a one-point clue uh, based in an RPG. In Illusion of Gaia for the Super Nintendo, this late-game dungeon outside the natives' village has no boss monster, but is rotten with Gorgon and zombie enemies. Will searches the temple for the Gorgon flower needed to cure the petrification curse afflicting the nearby village. Oof. Uh, yeah, I don't got it. All right, Zach, can you steal? Uh, is it Edward's Castle? Nope. The answer is Angkor Wat, uh, all right. which is a temple complex in modern-day Cambodia. Uh, all right, Zach, your first clue on architecture. 
Located in the Chuoku district of its namesake city, this large structure began construction in the eight in the excuse me in the 1580s under Hideyoshi Toyotomi. The Tokugawa clan seized the fortress from the Toyotomi clan after a six-month siege in 1615. That battle was the last challenge to Ieyasu Tokugawa's power, and his clan ruled Japan for 250 years afterwards. Mm, I have no idea. <laughs> All right, that's fine. Uh, your second clue. <clears throat> In Yakuza 2, the Omi Alliance has a second fictional golden castle hidden under this real-life landmark, and it rises dramatically from underground when Kazuma Kiryu rescues his foster daughter Haruka from Toronosuke Sengoku's clutches. At the highest tower, Kiryu defeats two enormous feral tigers before Sengoku falls to his death. Uh, is that the Millennium Tower? Is that what we're talking here? That is incorrect. That is also okay. not a real historical building. Built in the 1580s. Wes, can you steal? Gonna take a stab and say Osaka Castle. One point to West. Nicely done. Thank you, Samurai Warriors. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the siege of Osaka Castle is like one of the two or three most important Warring States battles. I'm so that's yeah. I'm sure it's in Samurai Warriors. I'm not surprised by that. Yeah. <laughs> and it is one of the silliest moments in Yakuza history when the real Osaka Castle splits in half and a second Osaka Castle rises <laughs> from the underground. Just iconic. Yeah, trust me on this one. But anyway, uh, topic number five. You might recognize this topic if you listen to previous quiz shows. The topic is video games that aren't RPGs. So, uh, Wes, your first clue. In Killer Instinct 2, this new character was a queen of a tribe of Amazon warriors. And in the two- 2010's Killer Instinct reboot, her backstory was rewritten to make her the last remaining member of a sacred order of vampire hunters called the Night Guard. Her twin sister, Mira, formerly of the Night Guard, was turned into a vampire, and now the two women are deadly enemies. This might be a surprise, but I don't have that one. <laughs> All right, no, not, a, not a Killer Instinct guy, I understand. Not a Killer Instinct fan. Your second clue, which I think is a little easier. In Persona 2 Innocent Sin, this playable character is a writer for the teen magazine Coolest and is, an inv- and is investigating rumors about Joker, an alleged wish-granting genie. Ten years earlier, she befriended some elementary school students wearing Phoenix Re- Ranger Featherman masks and taught them how to play the Persona game. Uh, Maya? Maya is correct. Man, I would have gotten both of those. <laughs> <laughs> Not surprised. Okay, Zach, your first clue. In Devil May Cry 3, Dante's Awakening, this demon that resembles a lion with four wings flees after losing to Dante in battle, only to be slain in an instant by Dante's twin brother Virgil later. Virgil steals this demon's claws for use as weapons, and after Dante defeats Virgil in a duel, he takes the light elemental gauntlets for himself. Is that Beowulf? Two points to Zach. Ouch. And now I don't have to ask my Final Fantasy Tactics Beowulf question. <laughs> All right. So after one round, uh, the, que- the excuse me, the points stand at Zach with seven and Wes with four. But don't worry, because in the next round, every question is worth two points. So there's plenty of time and space to catch up. But m- maybe don't count on getting a lot of points this round, because this is a doozy. Um Listeners, if you're a fan of Jeopardy or Wheel of Fortune or uh, Richard Osman's House of Games, you might know of a certain category called Before and After, also known as Answer Smash. Each play, uh, for every question, the player gets two clues, and uh, they, they have to combine the two or smash them into a single answer that has one word shared between the two clues. For an example, 
2020 RPG starring Ichiban Kasuga of the Tojo clan, combined with the RPG series Ichiban Kasuga Idolizes. The first part is Yakuza Like a Dragon. The second part is Dragon Quest. So the answer is Yakuza Like a Dragon Quest. You have to smash the two answers together. And I will separate each clue with the phrase combined with. So first clue combined with, second clue, you combine the two clues with a, sh- with a shared word or part of a word. Wes and Zach, do you understand? Because I know this is a little weird and complicated. Oh, no, I, I, I've watched Jeopardy. I get it. I'm going to yeah, be I got terrible you. at it, but I get it. <laughs> scared, yeah. but I got you. <laughs> oh, yeah. Be- before and after is maybe the most dreaded Jeopardy category when, when it comes up. And uh, again, this, uh, this quiz show is an homage to Jeopardy, who recently had its own special controversy, but, uh, but also had their longtime host, Alex Trebek, pass away. And... Um, Ask me another, uh, an NPR quiz show that I've enjoyed for many, many years. That is ending in 2021. So, uh, two of my favorite quiz show things, Alex Trebek and Ask Me Another, um, both uh, are dearly departed this year. So, uh, this final round is an homage to both. So, uh, Zach and Wes, are you ready for some before and after? Last question: smashes? Are there what? steals? Yes, there are steals. Oh my! But, uh, but again, um, I will give you five or six. Uh, seconds to answer the to answer the question when it's your direct question, but only one or two seconds for the steal. Okay. And also, we're gonna have I'm gonna ask Zach questions first instead of West for this uh, for this second round. Okay, good so deal. Zach, Zach, are you ready for your first before and after? I sure am not, but yes. Okay, a Sega CD RPG about Alex's quest to become a Dragon Master and save his childhood friend, combined with an RPG in which two fell pools and two humans become stranded on planet Roak 300 years in the past. Lunar, the silver star ocean. Two points to Zach. <laughs> now, Wes, you're first before and after. A Vita port of a PS2 game about a very strange school year in the Japanese town of Inaba, extended into February this time, combined with... A 2001 GBA RPG developed by Camelot starring four elemental adepts who learn new Psy energy spells by equipping Gene. Persona 4 Golden Sun. Correct. And see, that wasn't so bad. Let's turn was, up the heat. That was all right. Let's, let's turn up the heat a little bit, shall we? <laughs> Zach, your first clue. Sorry, your second clue. Your second question. A Super Nintendo RPG about in which a boy, a girl, and a sprite attempt to thwart the Vandal Empire from reviving an ancient superweapon, combined with a 2007 sequel to the Atelier Iris trilogy set at a school for aspiring alchemists. Nope. Okay, Wes, can you steal? Secret of Manachemia? Two points for Wes. Nicely done, Wes. Okay, Wes, your second question. A PSP strategy RPG very loosely based on events of the 100 Years' War between France and England in which five characters can transform into with magical armbands combined with a 2009 Image Epoch RPG for the Wii about characters from many different political factions uniting to save the world from monsters called Fell Dragons. Jean de Arcry's Fantasia. Two points for Wes. Ooh, nicely done, Wes. <laughs> Pay it off. Zach, your third question. A 1995 PlayStation RPG featuring timed button presses in combat in which a group of heroes led by Finn attempt to save the world from four warlocks of the underworld, combined with 
a 2013 Quantic Dream interactive drama directed by David Cage and starring the likeness of Elliot Page. Beyond the Beyond Human? <laughs> That's incorrect. Uh, Wes, can you steal? No, I cannot. The answer is Beyond the Beyond Two Souls. Ah, I knew that. Dang it. Wes. <laughs> Could not summon that second name. <laughs> I was struggling. <laughs> Obviously. <laughs> Wes, your third question. A 2011 Mistwalker title primarily set in the metropolis of Lazulus City and blending action RPG, strategy RPG, and stealth mechanics, combined with the official English translated title of Bokujo Monogatari, a farming simulation series that was known by a different name until 2013. The Last Story of Seasons? Correct. Now, Zach, your fourth question. A Nihon Falcom title in, w- in which Adel Kristen and several others are marooned on Seiren Island, only to find that Seiren is populated by primordial dinosaurs, combined with a 2001 PC RPG with playable characters including a detective nicknamed Sly Boots and a planet that shrinks itself down to human height to avoid an alien invasion. I know the first one, but not the second, so I'm not giving it away. <laughs> All right, that sounds like a pass. Wes, can you steal? Uh, I know he's eight, like Ramosa of Donna. I have no idea what starts with Donna. <laughs> All right, well, it, it only starts with part of it, because, again, it could be part of a word that's splendid. The answer is East 8, the Lacrimosa of Denacronox. <laughs> yeah, I was never going to get yeah. that one, so. <laughs> uh, the, the second game is Anacronox, uh, which is a very, very interesting subversive uh, PC RPG. But anyway, Wes, your question number four. Another Nihon Falcom title in which a clandestine organization employing high school students to battle interdimensional monsters invading from portals called Eclipse Gates, combined with a 2002 PC RPG developed by Gas Powered Games where the player battles monsters called the Krug and the Sek, featuring a contiguous world with no loading screens. (laughs) I know the first but not the second, so again... (laughs) Okay, uh, Zach, can you steal? I know neither of them, so no, I the can't. Ans- the answer is Tokyo Xana Dungeon Siege. <laughs> oh man, I was trying to think of games that started with Xanadu. Like, nope, couldn't summon that up. Yep, it's uh, Tokyo Xanadu and Dungeon Siege. Tricky, tricky. Yep, just like Run DMC said, it's tricky. So, Zach, uh, your question number five. A Super Nintendo RPG in which the player chooses one of several main characters, including Olvan the Dwarf and Ezuna the Elf, combined with a 2016 PlayStation Vita RPG, later ported to other systems, in which the player chooses one of several main characters to play through multiple stories, excuse me, through separate story scenarios, including Urpina the Noblewoman and Leonard the Farmer. Nope. 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 All right. Uh, Wes, can you steal? I cannot. The answer is the seventh saga, Scarlet Grace. Yeah. The seventh saga combined with saga, Scarlet Grace. And Wes, your last question of the round and the game. A Nintendo DS RPG with a job system governed by equipping crowns like White Mage, Spell Fencer, and Seamstress, combined with a 2013 RPG in which the title character uses different skill sets by quick changing garbs like the Crimson Bloom and the Violet Twilight. Uh, Final Fantasy, The Four Heroes of Lightning Returns. That is correct for two points. Nicely done, Wes. 
You earned that victory. <laughs> yeah, the, 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 the full title is Final Fantasy: The Four Heroes of Lightning Returns. Final, Final Fantasy, Fantasy 13. 13. <laughs> but, uh, Maybe throw a fabulous Kristen Novalis in there just for funsies. Exactly. Yeah. Um, anyway, uh, Zach did surmise correctly. The final score is Wes with fourteen, Zach with nine. Congratulations, Wes, on your victory. Uh, really crushing that answer smash at the end. Yeah. Uh, that was hard fought right there. Very nicely done. Uh, and listeners, I hope you thought that was nicely done because uh, we put a lot of effort into these quiz show episodes and they are a lot of fun to uh, write and record. And uh, this was a really nice, exciting, dramatic finish. So I'm very happy with how everything turned out. But if you want to see how the rest of the month turns out for Retro Encounter, we are doing two episodes on Persona 2 Eternal Punishment uh, later this month. And I have to get immediately back to playing this after we're done recording. And I think you do as well, Zach. Oh, I do. and uh following that we have most of october planned out we're doing a new confessional episode in early october then two episodes on cosmic star heroine an indie rpg in the classic jrpg style from a few years ago but done in a retro style and then after that we're going to do something a little a little creepy a little haunting uh around um a few days before halloween and uh, listeners, if you want to give us feedback on this episode or future episodes or past episodes, you can email retro at RPGfan.com. Also visit our message boards, our Facebook page, our Instagram, our Twitter, our Discord, our YouTube, our Twitch, something streaming every day on Twitch, something going on every day on Discord. Please interact with RPG Fan however you choose to. You can also listen to three other fine pod- podcasts, podcasts, whoops, um, hosted by RPG Fan. Random Encounter every two weeks about randomness. Rhythm Encounter every two weeks about music. Phoenix Edge, usually every week, usually hosted on YouTube, usually about current events. So those three podcasts and Retro Encounter can be found on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, or whatever podcast listening venue you choose. Give us all the feedback that you are willing to provide. But if you want to give us feedback um, to us as panelists and not just as a podcast, let's share how we how uh, the people can reach us, starting with Zach the Runner-Up. If you would like to make fun of me, you can email me at ZachW at RPGFan.com, or you can find me on Discord at ZachW. And Wes, our newly minted champion. If you're feeling a little masochistic, you can check me out on Twitter, at Wes Eilif. Uh, otherwise, you know, Google me. You'll find me some places. And listeners, if you want to find me, the easiest way is Twitter. I am at the Real Monsoon most of the time, at Evoker for Dogs at other times. And on RPG Fans Discord, you can find me as Monsoon Mike. So, uh... Uh, thank you, listeners, for listening. Thank you, Zach and Wes, for participating. Um, rest in peace, Alex Trebek, and uh, uh, many happy returns to Ophira Eisenberg and Jonathan Colton, hosts of Ask Me Another. Uh, my name is Michael Solosi, and that anagrams to Alcohol Missile. Thank you. Good night, and good luck. <laughs>